I'm Diane Sujic, director of the Design Museum. Design begins, I suppose, with things and material objects. Of course, it's changed a lot since then, but its origins are in touch, form, and objects, when you use them, do things. So when you shut a car door, there's that special click. When you're using an analog camera, when you're changing the focus, you hear that click. When you're working with machines that have buttons, you really get that sense of being in command when you have a, a button noise, when you click something like a desk light. I've written 5,000 words about the joy of turning an angle poise on and that sound that you get from the click of the switch. It's the way I start work. Um, you switch your light on, you feel you're ready for action. And that's really important. I think designers are aware of that process. And that's now being translated into the digital world as well. When you actually make a machine respond to a small action, you feel that you're in command somehow, rather than the machine is in command of you. People have a love-hate relationship with sound in public spaces. We used to see lift music as the mark of the devil, um, this kind of ersatz uh, attempt to sedate us, uh, to behave well in public. Um, and that's now been supplanted with this idea that any fashionable space needs to blast you with playlists that are saying how contemporary the place is. And very quickly that becomes as annoying as the ersatzness of lift music. And these things are shot through with a kind of sense of fashionability, which of course, um, what seems cool uh, very quickly becomes the opposite. So the way that we actually listen to sound, interact with it, it needs to be done with care, otherwise it seems oppressive. We use all our senses when we are interacting with the world around us. Smell, touch, sound. Again, the more we are in a digital world, the more we hunger for those tactile symbols of which sound is a very important one. It's a very architectural thing too, as we experience a building, the way that the building makes our footsteps sound or makes the voices of people we're with sound. That's a hugely important aspect of how we're understanding and reacting to places. This building began life in 1962 as the Commonwealth Institute. I remember coming here as a child, and in those days it was one great big space, and it really felt like being in a swimming pool when young kids are kind of um, having fun and making a large noise. And of course that wasn't, we didn't want to kind of discourage that entirely because this is meant to be welcoming and opening. But on the other hand, you do want the place to sound right. And John Paulson, our architect, went to great pains, I think, to create a sound experience, which is actually good to be in. So as you wander around our atrium, you will see that the walls are lined with oak and look very carefully. And that oak is full of tiny little dots, which are there to try to actually manipulate the sound, reduce the reverberation time, and make it sound better and more lively. A museum needs to be a place which has a sense of being for people. I think that museums' future lies in the fact that they are an analog experience is something you do with other people. It's a chance to switch your laptop off and go and do something physical. So that sense of what a place sounds like is also very important. And it needs to be somewhere where you feel comfortable talking. It's not like coming to church, but it's also somewhere where you feel good to be in. The more that we work with this building, the more we realize that sound matters a lot to make an exhibition work and, and succeed in, in engaging people. I remember we did a show about uh, designing Ferraris 
couple of years ago. And of course, it's essential to give the sound of what an engine sounds like. So we showed a film which showed uh, someone driving a Ferrari on the streets of Paris at dawn, full of noise. Uh, it sounded great. Then we did a great show about uh, Stanley Kubrick. And there, you went from one part of the exhibition to another, and you were kind of led by the sound of the films, voices, but especially music. Kubrick was so particular about how he edited his films around the music rather than the other way around. So it was full of music and sound. Um, next year, our program includes a show about electronic music um, from Daft Punk to Kraftwerk. And of course, that's all about sound. Mm -hmm.